0: Sure. And um, Sigal Chata on behalf of uh, Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain, um, as I'm coming off of the previous uh, arguments by my predecessors and Mr. Newby, um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to defer to the bench because this is not only a hot topic, but a hot bench. And if the court would like to um ask certain questions that were done in uh, Dayton I'd be more than happy to answer
1: I would like to start off with what we finished up with before you're you're I think your chapel is a, in a more remote area is it not or perhaps I got them backwards
0: You got them backwards okay, um, you're, my, you're,
1: right, you're right in Las Vegas area Right
0: I am in Las Vegas we have a 700 person fire code capacity in Las Vegas
1: okay so let's assume for a moment that uh, based on Roman Catholic diocese that uh, the 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 regulation in 21 doesn't fly because it treats religion differently we have to have strict scrutiny here but in the meantime before we send this back to the district court we have to do something what what should we do do we issue an injunction with respect to 21 to establish principles and if so what should those principles be?
0: Okay, so if we look at Roman Catholic Diocese, um, remember that in Roman Catholic Diocese, prior to the Supreme Court hearing Roman Catholic Diocese, um, Cuomo actually changed the red zone's uh, orange zones, and they were now yellow zones. Um, just like in this case, where a month and a half ago, or I'm sorry, back in September, um, Governor Sisolak actually modified the ability of people to go to places of worship and up that cap to 250 people. The state then filed a motion to dismiss, saying that the matter was moot. At that time, this court ruled that the matter is not moot and cannot be moot. So, um, when we're looking at whether it is directive 21 or 35, what Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain is seeking is equal footing with whatever that directive is. Now, Calvary Chapel, because we have a fire code, uh, percentage of, uh, I'm sorry, a fire code capacity of 700 people. Then whether if if it's twenty five percent of seven hundred people, then that is the capacity that we'd request. If it was fifty percent of seven hundred people, that would have been more than the two hundred fifty person cap all allocated and actually um, removed just three weeks ago.
2: Council, so Council. in your in your case, as opposed to the previous one, the the hard caps. Uh, really bite, uh, which, uh, which the 50%, the 50 doesn't bite quite as much for the, for the other one. Correct. So in your, and in your case, I think what you just said was you would be willing to live with the percentage caps that the casinos and restaurants live with. Correct. correct.
0: And yes, um, that is accurate. And one of the issues that we have is um, as the state has provided uh, in the previous argument, um, bars and restaurants are allowed at a 25% capacity. So you could go watch a football game in a bar and be in a bar eating, drinking, smoking, because mind you, Nevada still has smoking in bars, and be there for two and a half hours, okay, watching a football game, but you can't go to church. And I will present to the court that Calvary services are a lot shorter than football games.
3: Council, yeah, so, so I have in front of me your supplemental brief where you, um, in your supplemental excerpts, you brought to our attention uh, uh, Order 35. But the punchline of your supplemental brief is appellants request this court reverse the district court's decision denying Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain's preliminary injunction and remand all further proceedings accordingly therewith. Is that still the relief you and this was, uh, this was dated a few days ago. Is that still the relief you're seeking?
0: That is at a minimum the relief that we are seeking. A remand in the event that this court does not follow Roman Catholic diocese, um, and do a straight reversal. What,
3: but, what, but I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Judge. Dennis. I was just going to say, but, uh, and I, I'm sure I heard you correctly, but in terms of, uh, if there is going to be a remand, um, the interim relief that your client would be satisfied for with would be basically in directive 35, removing the lesser of so that you could do 25%.
1: Correct.
0: That is correct.
1: I think we've lost your connection. My
0: but. connection?
1: Oh, no, 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 not yours, oh. judge Bennett. Um, am I still here? Now you are, now you are. you're back. Go ahead, you got another question there?
0: No. Okay. Does anyone else have any other questions?
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, I gather that in the injunction that we're talking about, you would want the court to say that because of the difference in the treatment between uh, religious uh, or houses of worship and these secular institutions, that we apply uh, a strict scrutiny and that we send it back to the district court to evaluate under strict scrutiny. Is that fair to say?
0: Yes, that is fair to say, and one of the differences between Calvary Chapel, Lone Mountain, and Calvary Chapel, Dayton Valley, is the crusp of our argument is really on the basis of equal protection, and this is something that both Justice Kavanaugh in um, Roman Catholic Diocese, and in fact, Justice O'Scanlon in Harvest Rock Church addressed because at, uh, as I watched the oral arguments in Harvest Rock Church yesterday, um, after the remand by Justice Kagan to you guys, um, one of the issues that I saw was that at the end of the day, what the justices that were questioning councils in Harvest Rock was, what is the focal point? of um, the issue with all these directives. And the focal point is really risk of transmission. The risk of transmission of the disease is what we are looking at when we're looking at these cats. And I think when we look at the risk of transmission, this is when we can get into these discussions with um, with the district court if this matter is remanded to the district court because the risk of transmission is no less in a casino or like I said, in a bar watching a football game for two and a half hours. Are, it one, is. Of the,
3: one of the, council, one of the other focal points that I took from the Supreme Court's decision is that uh, uh, judges, especially appellate judges, uh, are not in uh, a good position to make scientific judgments that uh, affect the lives, health, and safety of our citizens, especially in, in an environment where uh, the data is changing every day. It's dynamic. Uh, the COVID spread and deaths is changing every day. And what we're looking at here is a record that was made six months ago.
0: Correct. And... Um to, to address that, in fact, Justice Roberts in South Bay had made that distinction that because, again, and South Bay was determined seven months ago, we are now 10 months in a pandemic where we, uh, Justice Roberts, in stating that judges are not the proper um, arbiters to determine what these medical uh, medical requirements would be, um, because of the fact that risk of transmission, one of the things that Justice Roberts said was that risk of transmission is a lot lower in laundromats, supermarkets, so on and so forth in South Bay. Now, 10 months after, the data is whether it's there or not there, when we look at South Bay and we look at um, Harvest Rock Church, One of the issues that we do have to address is the fact that 10 months into a pandemic, these are no longer emergency directives. These are now standards. And this is what Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh um, both address in um, Roman Catholic Diocese. Well, if I could take
2: you back to to what it is that you want from this court right now, you said a a remand, but would we also do something that would give your uh, church relief right now and up to Christmas time, or do you just want us to remand with uh, a general instructions favorable to you, but that would still uh, go back to the district court to craft an injunction?
0: At this juncture, what we would like is a reversal um of judge bullwear's order and allow for the um equal footing which is which would be under directive 35 um 25% of the church's capacity okay
2: so is that similar to what your your colleague in the earlier case when i pushed him that seemed to be what he was was willing to go with
0: I think he was, but I think, um, he was using directive 50. Um, I'm sorry, directive 21, which was based on 50%. Now, um, I distinguish, um, our position as we are willing to go with the 25% capacity that is present on bars and okay. you would like us to give
2: an injunction to that effect right now not just later okay That's Correct.
1: Right. Well, let, me, let me ask you this though we 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 have we have jurisdiction over this case it is not moot because we are hearing about 21 just like the Supreme Court in the Roman Catholic Diocese case was hearing argument about a um, an ordinance, a regulation that had already been changed by the governor of New York. Are we in a position to opine about 35? Because it's not really before us, or rather are we in a situation where we can rule on 21 and establish principles that then the district court could apply to any future uh, directives that come down that may be different.
0: If I understand your question correctly, I believe that you could rule on twenty one as it stands today because you do have jurisdiction, and that is the admin, the executive order that is before you today. As to thirty five. I think that you can give an advisory opinion um, on the basis of the fact that our argument, remember Lone Mountain's argument, to distinguish from um, Dayton Valley, is an equal protection argument under the Fourteenth Amendment.
1: I understand, but I guess what I'm saying is, if 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 35 is not before us, but let's just say pick out a number, uh, we would say that we find that. Uh, a discrimination between houses of worship and, say, casinos, and named a few other things, uh, is a violation of the free exercise clause. It is under strict scrutiny. It, it is illegal. Uh, anytime the state applies these uh, regulations in a way that creates a similar, we'd have to describe what the problem would be, that would also be illegal, and then the people could take that teaching move it to 35 or whatever else it is. But I don't see how we can get to 35 unless there's a, we can't give advisory opinions, as you probably know.
0: Yes. Um, Well, what we could do is you could set the standard looking at 21. And if you use 21 as setting the standard for equal protection using whether it's a 25% or whether it's a 50%, what you could do is you could use that as the basis to apply whether it's 35, like I said, three weeks ago, we had 250 people. And before that it was 50 people, but a 50% capacity. So if you use 21 as a standard, what that could be is almost like a blueprint. If you allow 25% capacity, or 35% or 50% capacity, churches or places of worship have to have that same capacity.
1: Okay, now you don't have much time left. Do you want any rebuttal time?
0: I would like to reserve the rest of my time. Okay, for not
1: much, we'll maybe give you some more. So let's go back to Mr. Newby on behalf of the governor. Uh,
4: for the record, Craig Newby, deputy solicitor general for the state of Nevada, uh, representing uh, representing in this case. Uh, technical notes, uh, Everyone's screen has been frozen on my view of the Zoom meeting, including the courtroom clock, which froze at about 2:40 something. Um, I could hear the court and its questioning of my esteemed colleague, but I couldn't. There, everyone is frozen, including myself on my screen. Okay,
1: we'll ask. Uh, maybe we'll we'll, we'll have uh, my judicial assistant call uh, Kwame Copeland and see what he can do in the meantime. But go ahead.
4: Okay, and and uh, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, as was noted at the conclusion of the last argument, this is going to be a continuation of the discussion of the governor's actions regarding emergency directives. And just so it's clear on this record, to the extent necessary, I note that that the state has already addressed numerous questions in the related case of Calvary Chapel, Dayton Valley. Um, uh, With that, rather than me starting with a presentation as remarkably the same as what was offered before, I would ask if the court has any additional questions.
2: Council, this this is Judge Boggs, if you can't see me. Uh, If I can ask a a doctrinal question, we've been uh, very specific here about the rules, but is it your position that all of these should simply all of these restrictions should simply be subject to rational basis uh, review uh, across the board, or would you concede heightened review for anything? The
4: decision about whether there is rational basis review is dependent on the conclusion as to whether these restrictions that pertain to religious services are are are, are generally neutral with regards to religion relative to secular activities.
2: Uh, How can you say they are when they're named by name with different numbers? Uh, In other words, your underlying idea that religious services can spread the virus and so forth uh, has a, has a great deal of merit to it, uh, which would justify having some kind of overarching uh, category. But when you begin with a regulation that names houses of worship as a particular category and comes up with different numbers rather than saying houses of worship are like something else, how can you say it's neutral or generally applicable?
3: Uh, Judge, I think we've just lost Mr. Newby.
1: Oh, I (laughs) <laughs> we better we'll hold to getting back okay
2: sounds good i'll call him okay
1: I so will stand by
2: all right maybe the lord is...
1: <laughs> george smith this is bonnie do you want me to announce a quick recess we can do that uh what do you need five minutes
3: Uh, calling now. I, uh, five minutes would probably work. Okay, the, okay.
1: Uh, okay. The court uh, stands in recess for five minutes. This court stands in recess for five minutes.
4: All right, Mr. Newby, looks like we have you again. Looks like you have me. And I can see uh, right. Judge Smith on my screen.
2: People are returning. All right. Uh, uh, did you lose me before I began my uh, discursive question or in the middle of it?
4: I heard your question, Your Honor, okay. uh, but just to cool. make certain I, I heard it correctly.
1: Uh, bit, bit, wait, be wait, wait but, but Before we go forward here, we're waiting for Judge Bennett to come back. He thinks we're still on recess. So just hold them all. Here he is right here. All right. I think everyone's back. So please, please proceed then.
4: I, I will certainly attempt to proceed now. Uh, if I recall what the correction was before engaging in technical issues, it, it was in terms of uh, the <clears throat> per person cap, and whether this is what would makes this subject to rational basis review. Well and <clears throat> not, not
2: just the number, but that when you call when you have a category that calls out houses of worship by name and then has different rules, how can you say that it's neutral and generally applicable? Uh, if you if you said houses of worship are part of the same category as bars, restaurants, museums or something, you'd have an argument. But when you call, a, you know, Smith and, and any of those cases were at least facially treated everyone the same. Uh, how how can you say that it's neutral and generally applicable?
4: Your Honor, First, simply naming religious services does not in and of itself make the provision not generally applicable. Uh, these directives are intended to be guidance to the general public, so they understand what they can and can't do during this um, during this pandemic, so their attempt to be prescriptive pres- uh, to them. Two... Uh, The district court, as found with Directive 21, which is the challenge directive here, numerous other provisions had the same lesser of 50% or 50% occupancy, uh, such as movie movie theaters, such as museums, art galleries, trade schools and technical schools. Uh, The the activity most comparable arguably to religious services, live entertainment uh, under Directive 21 were prohibited in its entirety. No audiences, no participation whatsoever, uh, and so that is part of what, uh, in terms of considering the totality of the regulations, uh, uh, the district court determined that there was there was that these these things were neutral. Um, I do understand this court's skepticism on that, having been through the original oral argument as well.
3: Well, counsel, it's I, I, I think it's. Really more than skepticism. I think the Supreme Court has made it very clear in the, the diocese case that when you treat entities like bike repair shops and liquor stores and, and the like far more favorably than houses of worship, that uh, you're not meeting the applicable First Amendment tests. And whether we're looking at 21 or 35, uh, I, I mean, you are treating all retail far more favorably than houses of worship. And under 35, it's all non-retail and um, outdoor venues as well. And I just don't see that with the guidance we've gotten from the, the directive we've gotten from the Supreme Court that uh, that can possibly be justified.
4: Honor matter, we
1: lost you? Oh
4: there you go. No, you didn't lose me. I was wondering if there, I was wondering if there is a, a a question.
3: Well, how can it be justified?
4: It can be such a limitation. In light, of,
3: in light of what the Supreme Court has told us.
4: I think there's I think what the Supreme Court has told us in Roman Catholic as addressed in Harvest Rock Church is that. New York's restrictions at issue in Roman Catholic are much more severe than those previously addressed by the Supreme Court in
2: this case directive 21 as well as California's restrictions but well, if I could push back against that just for a minute or at least ask you it is clear that in an absolute sense the red and orange zones 10 and 25 are more severe but the Supreme Court dropped it back to the yellow zone which is rather less severe. So wasn't that more of a passing comment than a than a statement of law? First, the Supreme Court
4: in the per curiam decision and in multiple supporting opinions identified that the restrictions are much less severe. And uh, I, I think this court should take the Supreme Court's word when it says that. And I think the way we take it at its word based on these circumstances is how they've chosen to treat California's restrictions where there are literally no indoor religious services are allowed. Well,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute. The Supreme Court just sent back the the Harvest Rock case. Doesn't that undercut your argument that uh, the alleged severity differences is the controlling issue here? I mean, I, I get your point about the, the footnote too, but it seems to me what they're saying is that you cannot, because it's constitutionally protected, you cannot treat houses of worship differently, less advantageously than you do uh, retail businesses and casinos and the like, uh, because it's a violation of the first amendment. And they said that when you do that, you have heightened scrutiny. I mean, restrict scrutiny rather uh, in this case, the district court, of course, thinking that, that the court was being controlled by Smith, uh, applied uh, rational basis. We have a whole different situation here, do we not,
4: Your Honor? I respectfully disagree. Uh, to the extent that, first we have, uh, we ha- first we have a different fact situation in in terms of just looking at the nature of what the harvest rock restrictions are, which is virtually for almost all California citizens, they are absolutely prohibited from indoor religious services at the moment, which would be very easy to consider in terms of if you could just consider on papers as a reviewing court to decide this is different than some other like activity, ergo, it must be struck down. That's not what the Supreme Court did in that case. Instead, it remanded it with instructions to this court to remand it to the district court. What has the district court been instructed to do? Consider this in light of Cuomo and what it uh, In light of Roman Catholic and what it says. And in the context of considering what it says, it would be to both do this like versus like comparison and to see whether, under the standard articulated in Roman Catholic, in terms of strict scrutiny, whether the state can can articulate uh, how this is narrowly tailored to address the obviously compelling interests of addressing COVID-19. The Supreme Court itself did not have the answers to that question as a reviewing court. And respectfully in this case, I, I would submit that this court is not positioned as a reviewing court to come to the definitive conclusion as to what the ultimate analysis would be in terms of the likelihood of success on the merits which is what the Roman Catholic decision goes to on this issue, as well as weighing the other injunctive relief factors for, for either of the Calvary Chapel cases.
1: Well, I, I think uh, as I look at the Procurium uh, opinion uh, at the bottom of page two, they, the court refers to the fact that the factories and schools have contributed to the um, COVID-19, but they're treated less harshly than the diocese churches and the synagogue And then he said, because the challenge regulations are not neutral and of general applicability, they must satisfy strict scrutiny. And this means that they must be narrowly tailored to serve a compelling state interest. So I guess my question to you is, are we not in that situation here where the uh, casinos, for example, are being treated differently, more advantageously than the houses of worship. So if we send it back to the district court, would we not say we apply strict scrutiny uh, and the state has to justify whether what it is doing is the least, um, uh, the, the it, it, rather the, you know, using the, the language that the court here, uh, is most narrowly tailored. Isn't that what we're dealing with here?
4: Your honor, I'm, I'm not going to repeat the, what the district court held with regards to Casinos subject to the overall emergency directive regulation uh, to the extent that repeating that argument caused. Now
1: that, that that doesn't help you as far as I.
4: That doesn't. We've covered that ground. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, should the court disagree um, with, find that it was an abuse of discretion by the district court to issue the ruling that it did in June without prejudice, the next appropriate step would be for remand to the district court pursuant to quote, pursuant to the Roman Catholic decision and to let the court determine whether the state can meet its burden under strict scrutiny uh, in this case and to allow it to see if it can meet its burden in terms of this is narrowly tailored to address this. interest. And to the extent that this case is on a different procedural posture than what Roman Catholic was without having had any sort of evidentiary hearing uh, or, or witness testimony or things of that sort, that would be an appropriate step to let a court, a court that takes evidence on a regular basis, have this hearing, be able to conduct it on an expedited expedited basis, should this court decide to do that, and let uh, and, and see whether the state can meet this burden under the new test. We simply haven't had an opportunity to do this, and this is a this is a new case that's arisen since uh, rose just Thanksgiving week. And what do we do in the
1: meantime? Well, I mean, the Supreme Court, of course. Barred the imposition of the 10 and 25 limit. What do we do in this case with respect to directive 21? Let's just say hypothetically, we send it back to the district court, uh, and tell the district court to apply strict scrutiny. You have your hearings and the like. But in the meantime, do we bar anything coming out of 21 just like the Supreme Court did in connection with the red uh, zone? <laughs>
4: your honor directive 21's been terminated by the subsequent by the subsequent order so that's not
1: but I'm talk, I'm talking about the conditions within that though I mean the specific limitations
4: I think that it'd be difficult to specifically craft what that relief is because it could we are in uncertain health times that's something that's been consistent about the Supreme Court's decisions on these preliminary injunction issues uh, and and this court's consideration of those issues, which is we, I I cannot stand here as counsel knowing what the health conditions are going to be in the state two, three months, two, three weeks from now at this point, in terms of whether the way to address this sameness issue um, is to uh, adopt, to remove the per person cap or, to go in the different direction, should health causes warrant it to push back and say, there needs to be a per person cap on all sorts of activities in terms of asking okay. further restrictions akin to what California apparently has done on religion.
1: Okay, now we have, uh, you've reached your limit. Let me ask my colleague whether either has questions for uh, Mr. Newby at this point. No. Okay, Judge Boggs, do you have any? Good. Okay. Very well. So I think, uh, uh, Ms. Shaza, you have a little bit of time left. Would you like to use that?
0: Sure. Um, I'd like to defer to the court for any further questioning before I go into that. Does anybody have any points of clarification? Okay. So what I'd like to do is, first of all, let's go back to seven months ago where Justice Roberts had recommended or opined that um, judges should really exercise restraint on these gubernatorial um, directives um, and not issue opinions on these gubernatorial directives. At that time, most of the decisions that were filtering their way up through the circuits were one month to six weeks post pandemic and the beginning of the pandemic. At this time, we are 10 months post-pandemic. And now, one of the things that we see come out of Roman Catholic diocese is that the Supreme Court is now saying, now's the time to get involved. Now's the time for you guys to exercise that judicial review and lock down and clamp down on these arbitrary executive directors that vary from state to state, Brooklyn had 10 people, 25 people. Chula Vista has 100 people. Nevada, Las Vegas has 50 people. These are arbitrary numbers, and now is the time for the courts to start exercising that judicial review.
1: Okay, any other questions by my colleagues? If not, well, we thank both counsel for your argument. These are, of course, very important, interesting cases, and uh, we appreciate your contribution toward our decision-making. The case just argued is submitted and the court stands adjourned for the day. Your Honor. This court for this session stands adjourned.